is the Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening, how are you? My name is Vinny White. I'm live from downtown Toronto. And uh, it's all hell's breaking loose out there. If you're in traffic, just calm down. Hmm? Everyone just calm down. What is it? Every time this happens, it's like we all forget what happens in Canada. Honestly, it's snowing out there, right? I've seen so many cars off the road today. You do know this happens every year. Like, you do know, like, you're Canadian. Even I'm used to it. I've only been here 10 years. Every time. Oh, snow's slippery. I didn't know that. Haven't seen it for a while. See, it wasn't around in the summer. Oh, look at me. I'm pointing the wrong direction. You're listening to me. I am Vinnie White. This is a news pad tie with opinion noodles comedy vegetables, and uh, a slightly sickly source of slacking slapdashery. Uh, you can text the show on 71010 if you want, and you can call the show on 416-872-1010 if we get time. Uh, have you had a good weekend? I went to the keg last night. I went to a quite a fancy pants one, um, the Mansion House. It's a beautiful old building. Uh, it's sort of east-ish. Actually, I don't know where it was because I've got an Uber there and I couldn't see anything. But have you ever been, Pat? I believe so. Actually, I, I'm trying to remember, but uh, maybe as a kid, I, I I've been to the keg many times, and I don't think I've ever ordered a steak there. Why? Uh, weird. Isn't that the whole point of going to the keg? Yeah, a couple of times I've passed out and just you know face first into my Caesar salad before the steak comes, and then other times I've been you know a child and ordered chicken fingers or something <laughs> like that. You'd just be the worst date. Oh yeah. Yeah, imagine, terrible. I, imagine you. You'd probably spill your little ketchup. Oh, can I have some ketchup for my chips, please? Not anymore. No, no. No, big boy. Um, it was quite weird last night. There was a transvestite. Actually, there's a whole table of transvestites. Is that still all right? Do you say transvestite? Yeah, that's a, you know, absolutely. There's two different things. There's people who are trans, and then there's a whole other thing that is transvestites. I Just think checking. that's a... Term in common use. Got to be very careful nowadays, mate. Absolutely. I know the. I'm about to battle with the personal pronouns. Everyone panic. Um, But yeah, so she was. She was a he. He was a she. Well, you you know what a transvestite is. It's not your first day on planet Earth. But what I'm saying is um, she appeared to be a woman and she was wearing very, very, very high heels. And she was quite a large black lady with with a big bum. At first, I was like, hubba, hubba. You know when you do that and you think, ah, you know. Uh, <laughs> I tend to, like, shove those moments deep down inside and not I, bring them up. I like to just spill them all out on the radio for my girlfriend to hear. No, she's, she was very well-dressed. Uh, she went down. Oh, that sounded wrong. She fell over. Um, it must be hard because they're particularly highly polished wooden floors, high heels, and I'm not guessing that it's an everyday occurrence, those heels. So there hadn't been a lot of practice. Went down, and I was on the way to the bathroom. I, I picked her up. and Because um, the waitress was trying to pick her up. It was, so, it was so funny, but I shouldn't. You know when you laugh, but you think, I shouldn't really. But I can't really not. Because the, there was this tiny little waitress. She must have been, I'm not joking, 85 pounds, trying to pick up. Um, a transvestite that I would say is probably about 220 pounds. That I'm not good at maths. That's not going to happen. No. So I took the other hand. 
It looked like a Benetton advert. Everyone was of different races, and we were all enjoying ourselves immensely. Very gentlemanly of you. Yeah, it's good. And she uh, she said, "Do you want to buy? Do you want me to buy a drink?" I thought, well, no, "I'm only picking you up." I mean, maybe if I was literally picking you up, then that's very nice. Um, so, big shout out to the table of transvestites who were next to us. They were hilarious and uh, extraordinarily drunk. Oh, that's another reason she probably went down as well. Yeah. All those combinations. You might as well have been on an ice rink, the amount of booze that was in a bless her up. Uh, so, that was my evening. What did you do? Oh, there's a good text in. What did you do last night? 7 10 10. What did you do? Last week we did What are You Doing Now? Now, it's, uh, what did you do last night? 7 10 10. Um. Fairly apocalyptic, the world this week. It turns out Rex Tillerson, the chairman and CEO of ExxonMobil, might be the Secretary of State, so that's good. I wonder what his stance on carbon emissions are and renewable energy. Uh, other candidates selected for the White House so far, the Unibomber, Jack the Ripper, and the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Um, it turns out, though, in a rather weird twist, as MSNT voter ballots continue to trickle in in Yankee Doodle Dandy, or as it will be known next year, Backwards Land, um, it turns out that Hillary got a lot more votes than we originally thought. She's actually overtaken Mr. Trump by more than two and a half million votes now in the popular vote. Not that it makes any difference whatsoever. Mrs. Clinton's lead is the largest of the five times... What? Is the largest of the five times when a US presidential candidate won the popular vote but failed to win the election. It's an obtuse figure. Mrs. Clinton's lead is the largest of the five times when a US presidential candidate won the popular vote but failed to win the election. Okay, right, good. Anyway, Trump hasn't commented yet, but I'm sure he will. He'll write WRONG in capital letters using four exclamation marks. Then probably comment how unfunny SNL was and how Mexicans are still raping people. I saw on uh, Guns N' Roses uh, were touring. Yes, sorry, you are listening to that in, this in 2016. You might be having weird flashbacks. Guns N' Roses are touring and they're in Mexico City this week. And they decided it'd be a good laugh to um, invite Mexican fans to the stage to whack a Donald Trump piñata. Nice touch. See, that happened at an awful lot of rap concerts as well. YG is a big fan of that. Mm. In other news this uh, week, Stephen Hawking says that uh, humans have about a thousand years left to live on the planet Earth, which is probably the most optimistic thought I've had recently. The Rolling Stones will be upset about that. They'd planned a final gig in 1316. Uh, last week, uh, it was a new Rolling Stones album. This week, did you know that Nick Jagger has had another, another baby? What is he, 73? Yeah, I don't feel... Uh... Feel too good for the kid. Is that's, that all right? No, I mean, biologically, that's not advisable. But also, you're going to probably grow up the without a dad. Oh, yeah. Well, it's quite it's quite a good way to avoid those difficult teenage years. Um, but Oh, you know what? Never mind. He's going to end up growing up rich. Oh, you're Never damn mind. right he is. That's the thing. And then biologically, it's not that unfair, being that the mother is 29, is it? I think both DNA have to be in prime shape uh, in order to make, you know, a healthy kid. So. Well, he has evidently got amazing DNA. Great bone structure as well. Anyway, the child is Jagger's eighth, and is, uh, he has siblings from 46 to 17. So one of his kids is 46, his girlfriend's 29. Um, rock star's dating a ballerina, who is hot, but... No. Into 70-year-old guys. Kind of spoils it. It does make you think. I mean, does she enjoy it? 
the horizontal jogging still. He's a good-looking 73-year-old. No? Anyway, isn't it great that we're all so different? Uh, this week, Qantas announced that they're going to do a new flight from London to Australia non-stop. Passengers will be able to fly from London to Australia non-stop when airline Qantas launches its new service next year, I think it is. Australia's national carrier says it will connect Perth with the rest of the country uh, using the 787 Dreamliners. So it's 17 hours on a plane. And to go to Perth as well. I know, all that way. Not particularly a nice Australian city. Australia, Perth's a weird place. Do you know it's the most... Isolated? That's exactly it. Thank you. I've heard that as well. Yeah, because the nearest town with a million people is Adelaide, which is like hours and hours flying away. That was accurate, wasn't it? Um, Anyway, it's led to speculation that Qantas may add to uh, flights from Toronto to Sydney in the future. Currently, you can fly from uh, Vancouver to Sydney. That's about 15 and a half hours. But it's possible, maybe, that you'd be able to go straight to Sydney, which, uh, looking out the window, sounds incredibly appealing right now. Uh, Toronto to Islamabad, Pakistan, you can do at the moment. That's about 11,000 kilometres and takes 15 hours, but not quite as big as this uh, London to Australia flight. Uh, If you're interested in what else you can do in the 17 hours that you could be on that plane, uh, in 17 hours you can watch Gone with the Wind four and a half times. Uh, you can fly to the International Space Station almost three times. You can read about a third of War and Peace. Um, you can watch the first 18 episodes of Game of Thrones and still have about half an hour to spare, which you will need for a pee. Um, you can play 11 games of football or you can drive to Winnipeg from here. If you do 145 kilometres an hour, urinate in bottles and go via the US, but don't stop at the border. So good luck with that. Interesting. It'll be... Probably more fun. Not Winnipeg. No. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Winnipeg. You're tuned in to the Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Um, so you may have noticed this week the Montreal tourism campaign that says sorry to Toronto. You seen this, Pat? No. Yeah. There was a plane with Sorry Toronto banner flying from the back of it over the city. It first appeared on the same day that Toronto's public transit service had hundreds of delays due to weather, making something the TTC was apologising for a delay-ridden morning commute. But I knew it couldn't be the TTC plane because the TTC don't own a plane because that's an efficient form of transport. Um, but what was it about? Well, it turns out it's part of a new campaign from Tourism Montreal saying sorry. They're kind of apologising to Toronto in advance of all the noise the city is expected to make during the Montreal 375th birthday celebration, which runs all of next year. We won't hear it. We're not interested. <laughs> Why don't you write that on a plane and fly that over Montreal? If only I had the money, with you. Yeah. That would be quite funny. Just right. Nobody cares anyway. Exactly. Get a hold of yourselves. Enjoy your own treats. Along with the banner, a video was released of Montrealers knocking on doors in Toronto and handing out tickets for free trips to Montreal, which is nice. Uh, Montreal's 375th birthday is set to be festive with a wide array of projects and events such as a new downtown skating rink and a light installation. Uh, the mafia, sorry, the city has set aside uh, $329 million, which is a lot of money for the anniversary celebration. $329 million. That is quite a big party. It's a lot of skim. 
gosh, where is? Hopefully they've finished those bridge repairs. Last time I was in Montreal, they, I don't know if you knew about this. If you know, if you didn't live anywhere near Montreal, you will. Well, it was a few years ago, someone was just driving along and the bridge collapsed. And then they went, oh, you know these bridges, right? Has anyone sort of looked at them recently? So they paid a company to go and look at all the bridges and infrastructure around Montreal and write a report. Uh, that report basically said nearly everything's broken. I thought, yeah, 30% of them had near passing and that was the highest grades that yeah. they were getting. And some of them were closed overnight. Like, yeah. this bridge is going to collapse. Well, this is what happens when you hire reputed uh, contractors associated with uh, the mafia. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it'd be good. You know, if you did end up getting stuck on the island because all the bridges collapsed around you once you were there, you'd have to put up with beautiful women, attractive architecture, outstanding food and nightlife. You know, you'd long for the days of Toronto, big glass rectangles and a super sexy elevated highway, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, I don't, so what I'm saying is I like Montreal. It's cool. But I don't know about this campaign. I suppose it's good. It just ignores that there are plenty of towns before you get to Montreal. You know what I mean? Like they're saying we're the neighbours, Toronto. Not really. You know, unless you forget about Brighton, Brockville, Belleville, Trenton, Kingston. Oh, and that capital. Remember that one? With a million people in it? Yeah, actually, you know what? That They could have probably just used Ottawa. To would have. I, I bet they're doing the same in Ottawa. At least that makes sense if you live in Ottawa. You're like, oh, yeah, they're kind of close. Well, now I'm worried. If they're doing it everywhere, then uh, we're not so special. No. And they're wasting money. Well, I know they are because this uh, report says that they're going to do it in New York in 2017. So if you thought Toronto was confused, just wait till the sorry campaign flies over New York. Also, I don't think they've heard the word sorry in New York. They don't use it. It's not in the lexicon. Yeah, that's not a people to provoke with your, hey, no. look, we're having a good party. Look at us. Yeah. Trump will have something to say, won't he? Yeah, exactly. Ban the planes. No, he'll probably just say, we're having a party the same day. Yeah. And ours is going to be bigger and better. And then he'll have, like, a cake and a party popper. Montreal party, very sad. New York party, huge. <laughs> huge. I don't say sorry. I just party. Imagine going to a Trump party. Think of the opulence. Yeah, I was just going to say that's about all you would get. Yeah, you just sit on a Rococo chair and be handed a Ferrero Rocher on a silver plate. And then he'd bang on about real estate and you'd slowly want to hang yourself. Anywho, on a brighter note, um, there is one more thing that's also notable. I was doing some physics calculations, as I'm sure everyone has that saw this campaign, Made me think, basically, it would actually be impossible to have a noise loud enough to hear here in Toronto from Montreal due to the curvature of the planet and the fact that it's 550 kilometres away. Interesting. Fact. Took you a while to figure that out? Yeah. And if it is true that, that we're going to hear it from here, now would be a very good time to set up some tinnitus clinics across Quebec. Moneymaker. What's a tinnitus? A tinnitus, or actually you might say tinnitus here. What do you say? Oh, tinnitus. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. I've embarrassed myself again. I have tinnitus. Is that what you say when you've got ringing in your ears? Yes. How do you say it? Tinnitus. Oh, I've got it, and I say tinnitus. No wonder no one understands me. Oh, well, you know what? You guys have heard of the language, so I tend to admit you guys usually got it it's right. It's the right thing to say, unless Aluminium you want to be fired. Stuff, it's the right one. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that one's different because we spell it differently as well. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, I'm afraid we do. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's what you say, tinnitus. Anywho, what an incredibly boring, just found myself rather bored of this piece of radio. It was going very well, but we're labouring the point, and I think we should jolly well move on. Hmm? Do you want to hear about a curvy squirrel? 
curvy squirrel. Yep. Like weighty? Yeah. A big squirrel. Curvy squirrel rescued from Munich manhole. Maintenance <laughs> cover, if you like. A red squirrel who no. got stuck. Yes. Best story of the week. What would you do without me, people? You'd never know about this. Never mind geopolitics and all that shenanigans. The squirrel got wedged in a manhole cover. This should be on the front page. Oh, who cares if Trump appoints a squirrel in the manhole cover? You're going to love this, Pat. Red squirrel got stuck halfway through a manhole cover thanks to his curvy hips. He's recovering after a lengthy rescue operation in Munich. Initial attempts to free the animal by slathering him with olive oil failed. <laughs> with his huge behind preventing him from squeezing his way out. He was finally freed after animal rescue services lifted off the cover and backed him out. Locals have nicked the, uh, nicknamed the squirrel Olivio after his oily encounter. After the ordeal on Friday, ordeal, it's a squirrel, ordeal. After the ordeal on Friday, an exhausted Olivio was wrapped in a warm towel and fed Christmas nuts. Now he's sleeping all the time, said the vet. And I read this article on the BBC website, and the last line, and I swear I'm not making this up, is, the BBC was unable to verify the size of the squirrels behind. <laughs> I've got two points on this story, Pat, I'd like to present to you. Point number one, imagine being the journalist who probably has a master's in journalism, <laughs> who's probably drowning in debt, working for the BBC, living in central London in a very, very small flat that they can barely afford, going into work and writing the sentence, the BBC was unable to verify the size of the squirrels behind. Imagine spending time trying to verify it. Yeah. Someone has to give me the waist measurements of this yeah, red Yeah, exactly. I better phone the vet. Can you just pop a tape measure around it? Did it, nobody measure the squirrel's hips? Yeah. They'd have to get a German translator in, because that's quite difficult, isn't it? Even if the vets in Munich spoke English, it's very unlikely that they understand, can you quickly just measure the hips of the squirrel, please? And what are they doing in Munich that their sewer holes are so small or their squirrels are so big? It's crazy. I mean, that's probably the best texting. What are they doing in Munich with those bloody manhole covers? What is it with those squirrels? Do they not care? 71010. What is it with Munich manhole covers? Topical radio in Toronto. Um, the other point I'd like to make about that is imagine actually being the person that oiled the squirrel. Yeah, that's a weird one. Who does that? The par Department of Parks or a yeah. construction worker, the s sewage people? They called out a vet. And the city paid for the vet. So you're a vet. So you go home to the wife. How was, did you um, put down any dogs? No, but I oiled a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why am I not enough for you? It's not that, love. It's not that. I don't even, where did you put it? Don't you dare tell me. <laughs> oh. Boy. Right. Uh, what's this? What did I do? <laughs> Smoked a fatty and tore into a bag of chips. What a criminal I am. Good for you. Can I say good for you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone smokes weed. Do you know, I live, I live in Kensington Market. This is how... <laughs> this is <laughs> to show you how close I live to the availability of weed. This week, I discovered that I can steal the Wi-Fi from a weed shop. 
of a dispenser, yeah. And I know that because it's called Weed Wi-Fi. That's funny. Beautiful. Oh, it's just going to happen, isn't it? Just get over it, really. Um, we'll come back with Amanda Capito. I think she's here. We'll bring her on up. But first, let's have a little breaky-poo. Tuned in to the Vinny White Show on In Depth Radio News, News Talk 1010. How are you, Amanda Capito? Hello, how are you? You okay? good. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, you see, so you got the onesie on. It's good. It's good onesie weather. Isn't <laughs> I didn't it? think you'd bring it up again. But yes, it is. This is the weather for onesies. I'll never let you get away with wearing a onesie without it becoming part of the conversation. <laughs> Have you still got the banana outfit? Banana, yeah. Yeah, I do. It's my. It was my costume for Halloween, and you know, you just never know when you need a banana costume. You're tempted, like nights like this when you know no one's going to see you. You ever think I might just slip the banana on? Do you want me to come as a banana next week? Yeah, I think so. The story behind the banana costume is that I was at Rexall just down the street from the station, and they had in the middle of the summer, and they had banana costumes on sale for like twenty five bucks. Yeah, when you see a banana at that price, you have to buy it. Yeah, I I, I didn't know when I would be able to use that. I'm sure many a times I knew it was a good investment. I didn't have to think twice. That's a very good price for a banana jacket. For And it's a full body banana, like foam banana costume. And then on Halloween this year when I did wear it, finally, there was other bananas. I would have to argue all the other costumes were not nearly as as pro looking, as mm. real looking. But it's a weird thing that when people, <laughs> we just talk about this on the air, when people see another banana, they shout banana. Like it was just a weird phenomenon that when people saw me, they'd go, banana! <laughs> And there's other bananas, random people in the street. I think it's a very pleasing word. To say, like it just rolls off the tongue. Banana. One day I'll dress as an orange and you dress as a banana and see how many shouts we can collect <laughs> of our referred fruit. And I bet you, you would win. I think so. I think so. But based on, the, on how many bananas shoutings yeah. I've gotten. I mean, some women say they don't want to get catcalled, but I'll be, I'll get called a banana any day. That was great. Did you get, do you remember years ago? We, we did a show and it was called You're an Eight because someone shouted at you in the street, You're an Eight. <laughs> yes. Would you be offended if you got called an eight whilst in the banana? No, see that, <laughs> I think the banana costume changes everything. Mm, does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It, it just, there's no. no cynicism anymore. <laughs> no, it's just all good times. An eight's fine if you're in a banana outfit. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, years ago, I became a permanent resident of Canada and to celebrate, I had a come as something Canadian party and I lived in Ottawa at the time. So a lot of people came as maple trees. Um, so they just put branches in their hair and That's stuff. That's pretty good. Someone came as a bottle of Crown Royal. Someone came as Trivial Pursuit, which I didn't know was Canadian. Is it? Oh. Or is it just the Canadian edition? Oh, maybe. I'm not I'm not a, an expert. I'm I not a trivia is. expert with Trivia Pursuit. Someone, someone could, <laughs> the irony of not knowing anything yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, right? Um, yeah, so, and I went as a beaver, right? Great beaver costume. Got a lot of use out of it over the years since, actually. You never know when you might want to be a beaver. And one of the greatest things is when you're single, women love stroking your pelt. (laughs) And that is not a euphemism. I was out. I wore it for a New Year's Eve once as well. You wore your beaver costume on New Year's Eve? Any opportunity, really. (laughs) To beaver it up. Maybe it's a beaver and a banana we need to go out oh as and see what happens. Oh, my God. Let's have a bee party. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has to come with something beginning with bee. Are we, are we doing it? I did. I went to a pee party once. 
That's so weird. Yeah, I'm dressed as Prince. Who, what friends do you have? It was a, I lived in England at the time, and her name was Polly. And, oh, okay. Well, it still is Polly. She hasn't changed it. <laughs> and um, she she said, well, I'm having a pee party. To even just to say pee party sounds ridiculous. Yeah, it does. Sounds, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sounds like a very different party. <laughs> Water sports, anybody? No, God, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> uh, right, we should probably look at some stuff. Um <laughs> Sometimes I can't be bothered. It's just a nice time to chat, isn't it? I know. <laughs> but I do want to tell you this story. Okay, tell me. Um, it's goat news. You know I love the goats. I know. <laughs> so if you weren't listening last week, why? <laughs> and now we're over that. Um, you may have missed the story that there was a town in Sweden that every year they have a very large hay goat, sort of a grass goat made of um, straw and hay and things, right? And... In the last 50 years, they've done it. And out of 50, 35 times it's been burnt to the ground before <laughs> yeah, Christmas Day. I laugh every time. So, <laughs> so it's mad arson, right? So this year they decided they'd get a security guard. When the security guard went for a pee, right, someone set it on fire. Like, it, why would they not have 24-hour surveillance again? I know. I can't get over it. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. So it's like a national sport in this town. It's called Gavle in Sweden to burn the goat down. Okay, so this is a follow-up on this exact story? I've got new news. Oh, my gosh. New goat news. What? Pin your ears back. After the initial galve goat was burnt, its replacement, a smaller temporary inflatable goat, was put in its place. Oh, no. What happened? Someone drove their car into it. No! Yeah. On purpose? Three o'clock in the morning, they drove through it. <laughs> and burst it like it was yeah. inflatable, so it just... CCTV shows a driver <laughs> deliberately bumping his car up on the curb, swerving to take the goat down. <laughs> Took it down. Even the inflatable replacement is gone. I think people are, I think it's bringing people together. They hate rather the goat. Like, I think it's See, kind of nice, actually. It's funny you say that. Yeah. The relentless optimist is back again. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, for once, I'm on your side. Yeah. If, if you and I lived in Gavla, I promise you now, I would try and burn that goat down. I know, I probably would do. And I'd probably do a few days in the slammer for that. Who cares? Because I think, I think, when you're in the slammer, right, the policeman would come up to you and go, well done. <laughs> Because they're all on your team, exactly. Everyone wants this stupid thing burnt down. 35 out of 50 is going down next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get rid of it. <laughs> so I think we should start a Toronto one. Okay. Yeah, you get a moose? Me and you? Maybe a moose or something? I think but people like people like moose too much. They feel very patriotic about it. Oh, It has I see. to be like something that we kind of find annoying. Uh, I've got it. Like a raccoon. Oh. I've got a brilliant one, a Get, raccoon, yeah. but with Donald Trump's hair. Oh, my God. Everyone hates Donald Trump <laughs> and raccoons because they go through your garbage. <laughs> a Trump raccoon. A tracoon. A tracoon. The Toronto tracoon. It even works. Okay, so are you going to do this or what? Are you in the construction of giant straw animals? <laughs> Get in touch on 71010. Can you build us a tracoon? Where should we put it? Next to the Toronto sign. Yeah, I think that's appropriate. Hmm. I know Nathan. They're they're tight about Nathan Phillips Square though. You can't just walk up there and you know have your funsies. City Hall are so anti arson as well. They really are. They get very upset, rightfully so. I just I was part of a flash mob once, and we tried to do our dance in Nathan Phillips Square, and we just got kicked out. And we're like, it's a dance. What do you mean we you got kicked a, out? Yeah, we needed a permit. The security guard oh, shut us shut down. Oh, shut up, Amanda. We play, yeah, we pressed play on the music, and like, it was like a large group of us in neon shirts. It was a, and then it was just like really embarrassing. Uh, right, I'm leaving Canada. That is the most tragic thing I've ever. No, we just wanted, and it was a two minute dance. We're like, it's just a two minute dance. Can we just do it? People, crowds were oh, already coming around. This is. I know. I keep doing this, and every time I do this, I get a text saying, "Why don't you move home though? Why do you people take yourself so seriously?" I know. It was summertime in Nathan Phillips Square. We just, just wanted to do a dance. Chill out. I know. Like, if you were that security guard, 
and you were fully aware that you should go over to someone and say um, you need a permit, you wouldn't do it, would you? I don't know. Like that's the that's the equivalent of going up to a lemonade stand run by a kid and saying, uh, yeah. oh, you haven't got a sales permit. I know. You know you should, but you just don't. I know. Because I don't know, is that then there's going to be video. There was definitely going to be video. People had their phones out already, so then they thought probably that they'd get in trouble. But... I've just got a text in. Yeah. Rakump. <laughs> that's actually really good. That's better than mine. Good one. This same person shows me up every week. I have a little go at the old comedy and they blow me out of the water. I recognise the number. Stop being so bloody funny. Well done. <laughs> no, good for you. Um, <laughs> someone else says, I'm waiting for a Trump chia pet. What does that mean? You know chia pet? No. Ch-ch-ch-chia. They grow. They grow. Is that a Tamagotchi? <laughs> no, it's like a plant and it grows like part of the plant. Part of it grows as a plant. I'm not describing this well. It's a little circle thing. It's like a planter. And then part, and they're usually shaped in different funny animals. And then part of the animal is actually a plant. It's green. And sometimes they'll make it look like a little troll. And the green of the plant is his hair. Is it a bonsai tree? No, it's just like a little, it's just like little green sprout things. And so he's saying it's a, tr- like he or she's texting in about making it Trump. So it's like a Trump face. And then the hair would grow green. It's genius. I've just never heard of it. How have I got How? To, I'm nearly 40. How have you, well, maybe, do they not have them in England? I don't know. Why are you always criticising my country? I'm just trying to figure out an answer. <laughs> um, probably not. Someone else, very helpful, said um, Trivial Pursuit is, a, is Canadian, yes. Uh, invented by Canadians. And someone else said, how can you pass up a deal like that? What were they referring to there? I don't know, probably about my one. Oh, no, it's the banana costume. Oh, I see, the $45. Yes. Oh, I never asked you. How much do you think my... Um... Beaver costume mm. cost? What, what does it entail? Pun intended. Beautiful. I <laughs> love that. Oh, I see if I can wedge another pun in in your answer. Okay. Um, it, oh. Okay, to forget the pun, you're not. Okay, just tell me what it is. It felt good for wearing it. It felt good. Okay. Uh, is this thing on? What's going on? Um, it was. It was full size. What I really love about it is your head pops out under its teeth. Okay. So. Your, the teeth come down to level with your eyebrows. Okay, so your face is in its mouth. Exactly. Okay. So like it a mascot like, costume where you're looking out of the mouth. It's sort of like you've been eaten by okay, cool. a beaver. Great. So it's and it's got a full set of wiring around the back, which I had to take out because it was chaffing me, and I kept <laughs> taking people out in doorways. It's getting very graphic. But it okay. used to have, um, a, imagine a load of coat hangers stuck together to keep the pelt up. Oh, wow. So this the, sounds very intricate. Where did you get this? Online. Okay, I would say a hundred dollars. Higher. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you spent more than a hundred dollars on the beaver costume. You're going to cry. Three hundred dollars. No, it's less than that. Oh. It's a hundred dollars plus your banana on the nose. One twenty-five. Oh. Oh, and another twenty bucks. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, my I'm... banana was cheap. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> That's a ridiculous amount. Okay, well. I'm glad you got use out of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say. Uh, and someone else texting saying, uh, I love to have Amanda on the show. Someone else guessed, I should have done this as a text, um, 129 bucks. Very close. Oh, wow. They yeah. guessed better than, well, technically I would be the winner because like, he he or she guessed over. All right, moving on. Okay. Um, do you want the hot dog drone? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. How could you say no to that? I, there's no way. I need to know the hot, what, what this is hot about. Hot dog to hot tub. Australian's drone hits a snag. This week, an Australian man had an idea to use a drone 
to bring a hot dog to his hot tub. But okay. he hit a snag when aviation authorities warned he could face fines up to about $9,000 for breaching drone flight safety rules. <sighs> the man, Tim, has insisted the stunt was safe. He decided, right, got in the hot tub, and he thought, oh, you know what I really want? It's a hot dog. Yeah, So he who wrote doesn't? a note to a $10 bill, and then using a camera on the drone, he flew the $10 bill with the note to a hot dog stand. I can't believe the hot dog stand person actually participated in this. He lowered it down very slowly. I was on a bit of fishing wire, so the like, $10 bill was flapping in front of his face. <laughs> oh He's like, what's going on? And it said, please, could you attach a hot dog? All right, take the bill. So he took the 10 bucks. He thought, we're open. It's business, isn't it? <laughs> it's not everyday business. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Okay. So he put a hot dog in the little wow. thing. And your man flew it back and delivered it to himself in the hot tub. And wait, it, he did successfully or it got it, stopped? It depends on your idea of success. See, he said the Skyborne sausage was freezing by the time I had a go on it. Wow. So That's it was what a success. Expected. Yeah, it's a long way to go. He said, he, I was thinking about warming it, up, warming it up in the hot tub. In the hot tub? Which is weird, isn't okay, it? Now this guy's getting weird. Because, I mean, already that story's quite weird. I mean, it's a cool social experiment, I guess. You shouldn't warm any foods up in a hot tub. Also, just get out of your damn hot tub. <laughs> Go get yourself a hot dog if you really want one that Better bad. Better point. Get up, you lazy bastard. <laughs> right? Or at least get it dropped onto a barbecue. Yeah. yeah. You know, Aussies love barbecues. You can't tell me he didn't have one. <laughs> How many beers did it come up with before he had that drone idea, lol? Probably quite a lot. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to come back in a minute because I've got to do a cheeky little... Uh, Cheeky little break, and then we'll be back with Amanda Capito. Christmas is coming, the goose is getting fat. You know what you need? A picture on canvas. Uh, Amanda Capito joins me, and I know this guy, right? And she's just... Dashingly attractive, dare I say sexy, um, and dark and broody and tall. And he's basically a supermodel. He owns this canvas print shop called <laughs> MrPhotoCanvas.com. Ever heard of it? I, I've heard of it, but I didn't realize the man who owned it was a matching of that description. Well, hang on a minute, Amanda, <laughs> because that man, and I, wait for this. Okay. That man's me. What? <laughs> right? Wait, did you say tall? I mean, if I'm on a chair, you know... Let's not get too bogged down with all the stipulations. Sorry, sorry. I, I'm, a, I'm a journalist at heart. I need facts. Yeah. Um, anyway, mrphotocanvas.com. If you want your prints on canvas for Christmas, that's what I do when I'm not talking sense on the radio, if you can call it that. Um, so if you want a canvas print, go for it. It's quite busy this week. A lot of customers came in. Yeah, um, it's Christmas, I bet. Got a, one, got a one star review on Google. Right? <laughs> I've never had a one star review ever. We did quite well for reviews. I looked him up. I thought, I don't recognise him. So I tracked him like through our server. Oh, my server. God, you're, you're psycho. Okay. And it turns out he bought a canvas 14 months ago. And this week he decided, meh, I'm going to write a one-star review. <laughs> That's so weird. And here's a really weird thing, right? Is it up on his wall and he just looks at it every day and hates it more and more? Well, or what, he, what was the problem? He's totally taken everything out on me. He bought a canvas from a Chinese website. He thought that it was going to arrive stretched, i.e., you know, yeah. like in a boxy shape. Uh, they sent it to him, rolled up, and said, good luck. Oh, like you need to, you need to yeah. stretch it. Yeah, and over. it was like a really cheap Chinese canvas. It was like really digitised 
pixelated image. And so he brought it to me and said, can I stretch it? Now, China tends to use metric. and North America in stretcher bars tends to use imperial. Mm. So I didn't have the correct size bars. So I said, well, you're going to lose some of your image. Also, if I were you, just reprint it. We'll reprint it for a good price. Yeah. And he goes, no, I'm not wasting my money with that. Stretch this one. So we did our best. And it, like obviously, it had to be cropped a bit. He come in. He goes, I'm not paying for that. I went, well, all right, then well, you can just take it apart. He goes, yeah, but if I take it apart, then it will be destroyed because of all the staples and stuff. I said, well, what do you want me to do? He goes, I want my money back. I said, well, so you just want it for free and just walk home, just get on with your life? No. Not going to happen. So I gave him a little refund just to get him out. It yeah. was either that or call the police. And I don't want to call the police no. about a bloody canvas. It's ridiculous. So anyway, that was 14 months ago. Writes a one-star review this week. What would you do about that? And what did he say? He said, um, despite the fact that I brought a canvas in from another company and I should have printed it with Mr. Photo Canvas, when they stretched it, they made it too small. One star. Wouldn't recommend. What's that about? No, that's weird. So I'm gonna I, don't know, I don't know what to say. I've already come to your rescue and given you a review on Google. Have you? Yeah. Remember when you emailed me? You're like, please give me a f- five-star review. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was that after? We should add that that was after you t- lined your house with canvas prints. I did. I did. This was so, a real review. Which you liked. Yeah, I did love. It's not like I said, can I buy you some beer to write a review? <laughs> I saw that on a coffee shop the other day. I couldn't believe that. They said, uh, please give us a five-star review on TripAdvisor. Why would anyone do that for a coffee shop? If you do, you'll get a quarter off your coffee. That's just bribery. <laughs> that's just bribery. You Is might that even sell... allowed? I feel like that's, I don't know. that's against the rules. And not only did it say it on the door on the way in, when when um, I was ordering <laughs> it, they said, would you mind writing a five-star review? Oh, I don't know. I haven't drunk the coffee yet. Oh, my gosh. That's ridiculous. That's the world we're living in. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Um, very quick bit on Toronto FC. What happened? They lost. Okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> well, they no... lost in penalty shots. Oh, no. It's just devastating. I was, I, even I was quite gutted about that. I'm glad that you had some emotion for a sports team for once. Um, Norwegian man climbs into toilet. I, I don't know what, how to respond to that. You've got to, uh, we've got time for Norwegian man climbs into toilet or rogue beaver apprehended after trashing store that sells fake Christmas trees. Your choice, Amanda. No, the toilet one. Great choice. <laughs> if you're eating, and I'm not joking, stop for a minute. And that's not a joke. Oh, no. Oh, no, I've read this. And I'm going to clean it up a bit, but it's grim. Okay. Okay. You should have warned me about this before my decision. Well, okay. that's like, look, you always gamble with a headline. Oh, my God. I'm gonna, it's going to be our new feature, Russian roulette news articles. Yeah, what would you click? Okay. Yeah. Um, this week, firefighters in Norway pulled a man from inside of a toilet after he lowered himself in to retrieve a friend's phone and became stuck in the tank below. Kato Larson climbed in feet first into a public facility after his friend dropped the phone while urinating. Mr. Larson said he had to volunteer he had volunteered to enter the tank, which is not connected to the sewer and which is only emptied once a season. Ooh. The twenty year old became sick as he stood thigh deep in its contents and had to spend an hour completely enclosed in a small area. He said, I panic because I hate confined spaces. Then why did you get into a toilet? Oh my gosh. Was he was he intoxicated? It doesn't say that. Okay, just curious. His quote says, it was damn disgusting. The worst I've ever experienced. I think he means the worst experience I've ever had. Unless right. he, he's jumped in multiple toilets. <laughs> <laughs> of all the toilets I've been in, this one was awful. Um, oh God, sorry, man. I'm just going to be honest. Uh, there were animals down there too. Ugh. I don't. Does he mean insects? No. I mean, there wasn't like a horse. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like mice and stuff. The unfortunate turn of events began when Mr. Larson's friend shouted for help to rescue his phone. I didn't think twice. Right. 
if I shouted to you, Amanda, come in here, mate. Can you fish my iPhone out? I've dropped it down the toilet. We're good friends. What would you say to Hell me? Hell no. No. Be like, buy a new one. Exactly. Oh. I didn't think twice, he said. Well, you should have thought twice. Oh, my gosh. The amateur diver climbed in but immediately realised he was stuck. He later described himself as apparently thin enough to go down but not thin enough to come back out again. What? Firefighters were forced to destroy the toilet, which is now out of service. Mr. Larson oh. sustained injuries to his upper arms and said that he believed he had been bitten several times. He was treated <gasps> in hospital and given antibiotics. Ready for the kicker? Okay. He was not successful in retrieving the phone. Oh, after all that. Oh, Absolutely. my goodness. What is wrong with people? <laughs> <sighs> That's like fear factor stuff, you know? You what, know, the, what is the text board saying? It says, you know they do that at Walmart, don't you? What? Okay, I feel like you read the text too late. That was probably about a different, about the canvas stretching, maybe? Oh, is it? <laughs> yes, I know they do it at Walmart. <laughs> I'm aware of that model, yes. And I'm I'm also, I have to be your interpreter for the text messages. Also, you read them out loud confused. <laughs> I give you context. I think the key ability when having a job in broadcasting is just to read whatever with no context. <laughs> and <laughs> and leave it to someone else, your guest, Great. to sort it out. You're very welcome. Cheers, mate. Um, yes, I know they do it at Walmart. I'm personally offended why you would bring that up. We're better and we're cheaper. Is that wrong? Well, no, because he's just saying you could send, you could have sent that guy to Walmart to get it. Oh, to I get see. His well, no, I'm never doing that again. If someone right, brings me a crap canvas, I'll just say I can't do it. Right. Yeah. Right, last bit. It's going to be a quickie. Um, just because I think you might like this slightly more than the toilet. Rogue beaver apprehended after trashing store that sells fake Christmas trees. Oh my gosh, trees. I got both. This is like Heaven a super earth, surprise. It? Yeah, uh, it is. Okay, go. And you're looking at me and you're wearing a onesie. Best day of your life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was an apparent dilemma this week for the little beaver who wandered into a dollar store in Charlotte Hall, small town in Maryland this week. Uh, the beaver was not impressed by the offerings. Photos tweeted by the sheriff show the critter... Uh, Appearing to browse the store's selection of Christmas trees. It appears that when he discovered they were plastic, he trashed the joint. Oh, my God. It just went mental. Like, he was so excited that he thought he hit the jackpot, and then it was like... Well, think of it from his point of view. There's a picture of a tree on a box. You gnaw through that. It's plastic. I'm going mental. Yeah. All that work for nothing. She, uh, she apparently the beaver was a she, uh, <laughs> did $22 worth of damage. Hard to get money out of a beaver. <laughs> no. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, Vinny. Always a pleasure, never a chore. My name is Vinny White. Thanks, Pat. And I'll see you guys next week. Uh, and by the way, I think I'm here for the whole of Christmas. I'm going away to Mexico for one week, but I don't think I was going to do a show on Christmas Day anyway, so it shouldn't make any difference. Not that you are beside yourself with worry about my endeavours, but there you are. Have a good week. Ta-da.